Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hey, Freaky Friends. It's Michelle and Melissa from the Freaky Fridays podcast. We are sisters in separate states and love to talk about all kinds of spooky, freaky, and scary shit while drinking and laughing through our fear. Join us Fridays as we delve into everything from the world of the paranormal to scary movies to creepy stuff we find around the internet. Subscribe to Freaky Fridays wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Sleep tight. Make sure you leave the lights on. Freaky Fridays is a proud member of the Podmoth Network. For more awesome pods, check out podmoth.network. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays Before the Ghouls, a Podmoth podcast. How are you doing, Haley? Doing all right, Catherine. How are you? I'm okay. Just, you know, living the dream. So what what week is it again? I thought you knew. Isn't it your week? Damn. I uh, guess we don't have a topic today. Well, it's been great fun. See you in your <laughs> dreams. Night- oh, nightmares. Oh. <laughs> she literally forgot. Her only line. <laughs> we have three lines. We always say every episode without fail. I'm hungry. It's our intro and our outro. So real talk though, what are we doing today? I believe we're doing some kind of movie. It's kind of I hate movies. It's a spooky movie? It's a spooky movie, yes. Spooky? What's the movie? Spooky babes, you already know if you listen to last year's. (laughs) No, last week's podcast. But Haley, why don't you tell them if they are new to the pod? Well, also, it does say in the title, but... Oh, yeah. If they're <laughs> new to the pod and they can't read. We are going to be talking about Smile. Before we hop into the movie, though, I just wanted to give you a quick trigger warning for self-harm, suicide, mental illness, trauma. If that's something that you're not in the headspace to talk about or to chat about with us, we completely understand there's 101 other episodes to listen to if you're interested and we will not have hurt feelings if you cannot hang out with us and talk about that in this movie protect your headspace yay yay okay listen here so you know uh, me and Catherine do little funsy things for for our own enjoyment we record this over zoom right so we do we usually do fun little names like our names right now will not make sense right now unless you've seen the movie or you listen to the podcast so my name this week is justice for mustache Catherine, also on the same wavelength here put r.i.p mustache it's true anyway Catherine and her technical ass as soon as i join the zoom her background is just the a screenshot from the movie smile of the girl like just smiling and no me no Catherine and I was just like hello I was recording and trying not to giggle and she was (laughs) like all you did was laugh and I'm like I'm sorry I wanted her to get spooked because this movie spooks you yeah it does scare me this movie okay this movie did traumatize me so we watched the movie yesterday. It was Catherine's first time. Mm-hmm. And it's quite ironic that I say traumatized because that's what this feeds on. Anyway, but I went to go see it for the first time when it like came out last year. Mm-hmm. And this movie legit like made me so paranoid, like low key, because I all of a sudden, I'm going to tell this, this. So when we lived at the old house, right? Me and my boyfriend, we went to the movies. And then, like, the next day, we were driving down our neighborhood, which we've lived there for about a year at this point. And I've never noticed this flag. But this neighbor on the same street, they had, like, you know, the American flag on their flagpole. And then they had this bright-ass yellow flag that had a smiley face on it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm done. I moved. And that's why I moved. I'm just kidding. That's not why I moved. Like, that shit scared me, bro. Yeah. 
Like I just started yeah. seeing smiles everywhere, and I was like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I I would understand that, but uh, I have a goldfish well, brain, and I have not thought of the movie once since I watched it. Lucky. To be fair, I consume me. I overconsume media. I don't let myself think too too long. I just move on to the next book, movie, or TV show, and that's on <sighs> trauma. I'm just an overreacting, dramatic bitch. I know. No, you're me. not. You're not. It was scary. I'm not saying it wasn't scary. I'm just saying, I <laughs> first of all, I wasn't able to like watch it and like focus solely on the movie, right? Because I was in the middle of something while we watched it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but because that was the time we had that we could watch it, so I wasn't able to immerse myself into the movie as if you would in a movie theater or as if you would at home alone by yourself in your house whatever so i think that that's another reason why i wasn't as affected by the movie is that i just i wasn't able to like immerse myself so much so that's fair but it was it was it was shocking and like creepy i agree i'm not saying you're you're overly dramatic it's just i don't think i was in the position to be spooked that's fair that's fair well Anyway, so Smile came out September 30th in 2022. It was directed by Parker Finn. And this is his first actual like full-length movie. So he has done two other like significant things that I've seen. He's done two shorts, like horror shorts. Okay, what are they? One is called The Hide Behind. I think I've seen that. Which, it sounds very familiar. And I don't know if we... Mm-hmm. I think we did it for an urban legend. Yes. I think yes. we did. Yeah. Oh, it was with, it was with I think, with Janine from uh, the Identity Pod. Yeah, that sounds about right. When I was doing oh. the Night Crawlers, and then I think I did the Hide Behind and something else. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's on Amazon Prime, which I was... I kind of wanted to watch both of them at some point, but uh, but yeah, he did a short about the hide behind, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just, it's an urban legend about this being that basically you think you see it in the woods, but then it just like hides behind a tree kind of thing. It's a folklore. And I saw like screenshots from the short and it looks creepy as fuck. The hide behind is creepy as fuck. So I'd imagine the movie would be too. I don't remember it being creepy. I think it was. It goes along, I feel like, with the saying, if you see something in the trees, no, you didn't. That makes sense. Like, if you looked into (laughs) the forest. Yeah, if you looked into the forest and you saw something, no, you didn't, because it's just trying to lure you into the forest. I don't know. That's, That's what I remember from it. It was too long ago to remember any of the other details. And then his second short that he Mm -hmm. did is called laura hasn't slept and now do you think of this insane laura from the movie well i'm glad you brought that up Catherine, because yes it is the same laura okay so is it like her prequel to the movie no something else oh is it her trauma is it part of the movie at all or is it just the character sorry (laughs) i was just trying to guess okay so he came out with Laura hasn't slept and it's a short where we follow Laura and she can't sleep and she's like visiting her psychiatrist and basically like she keeps having all these nightmares that she mm. doesn't know where they stem from blah blah um it is the short that inspired the movie mm. okay it's not the same premise but it is kind of like it, it inspired by. the movie yeah that's cool and so he directed it or just wrote it or both uh both cool it's he's literally like the only guy on this directed wrote it like he he didn't do like the cinematography or anything but the list of like people that helped out is very small Mm -hmm. i think it was made during covid though that's probably why it was but it was also one of my fun facts oh already one of them there's a lot there's a lot smile was originally supposed to be just a paramount plus exclusive Uh uh-huh 
they had a small budget so this is technically considered a low budget film even though i don't i don't think it is but Mm -hmm. they did a lot of like test screenings and whatnot and they got a lot of positive reviews so paramount who owned the distribution rights to this movie decided to give it a full theatrical release Mm. because they had so much like positive feedback from it okay which i'm glad they did i'm glad they did because i seeing it in theaters is probably why it is so scary at the Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. but they had a really good pr team for the the movie because there was lots of different ads for it that you'd see smiles and like it i mean you would see just like you drive by a billboard of just someone smiling and you're like that's the smile movie and it's just like the same creepy smile that everyone else had in the movie another fun fact <laughs> oh they were literally on purpose they would hire people to go to sports games oh, and yeah. they would they would seat them behind like right where the picture is so the camera uh-huh. would be like there yeah. most of the time and they would have like the movie on their shirt and everything and they would just be like dead-eyed smiling at the camera and it became like a whole thing where people were like what the hell is going on yeah they definitely did a lot promoting this movie they spent approximately 50 million dollars on it they promoting it which that's is more it that's more than the budget damn and speaking of, how much do you think the budget was, Catherine? Oh, we're already at budget. Okay, so you said it's under $50 million. Unless, here's the trick question, is the $50 million included in the budget? No. Okay, so it's under $50 million and $50 million is not included in the budget. Okay, so I would say $1 million. It's more. Way more? $1.7 consider- million. I would consider this way more, yes. If you're going to go straight to just 1.7. Oh my god. Just move the decimal. 17? Yeah. 17 million dollars? That's the highest low budget film we've ever done. That's what I'm saying. I was like, how is this low budget? That's crazy. Well, how much How much do you think it made? Or It's a dumb question, but do you think it made its money back, Catherine? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You are correct. I think it made much more than its money back. (laughs) Yes. It did. Okay. So I think that it made the thought process for me. $80 million? More. Am I way over? Oh, it's more? Okay. $120 million? More. $500 million. $150? Down more. $240? Just tell me. Hold on. They made $217.4 million. Who 17? Damn. So. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely eaten tonight. Mm. At least back last year. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, we've talked a little bit about the movie, like where it came from, who made this monstrosity. That'll make more sense later. Catherine, give me your goldfish brain synopsis. Okay, I don't remember anyone's name. Let's just remember that at first and foremost. The only I have reason their I remember, names if you need it. I don't need them. I don't care. Okay. The only reason I remember Laura is that Haley recently told me that Laura was the name of the girl. So that's the only reason I remember that. Okay. And that's your sister's name. Oh, yeah. Sure. Anyway. Anyway. So this brain doctor, that is the wrong term for it psychiatrist the psychiatrist is working at this hospital and she is working at one of those like those like low low budget low brow hospitals for as a psychiatrist because she just wants to help people right keep that in mind Mm -hmm. she helps crazy people admits them in for their grippy sock vacation because they have lost it so she meets laura and Laura is in desperate need of a grippy sock vacation because she's seeing shit and she is hearing things and she's just like going cuckoo bananas for for cocoa puffs, right? So um, during her intake for her grippy sock vacation, which let's be real here, she never actually got to take. He sees whatever she's seeing and she 
the doctor lady, we're going to call her, let's see if I can remember, Julie. We're going to call her Julie. And I know that's wrong. Um, but for some reason, it's the only name I could think of. Actually, I just have gotten it in. This here in, it's Rose, which is my middle name. So I should definitely have remembered that. Who Julie, the doctor, she calls she calls for an emergency because this bitch is freaking the fuck out. And she is like being coked out by some like not there thing, right? We're only in the first 30 minutes still. I'm sorry, I got choked up at this part. And she turns around and Laura's like smiling, just standing there smiling. He's like, Laura, are you okay? And then Laura just unalives herself right there and then, right there in front of Rose. Julie, sorry, Julie. And anywho, very reasonably, Julie starts to struggle because she just saw someone unalive themselves straight in front of her. And the rest of the movie is just her going the same cocoa bananas route that Miss Laura went. And then she traumatizes her nephew she basically breaks up with her fiance because he's also calling her cocoa bananas and she goes to her ex-boyfriend who's a police officer they do a little bit of researchy researchy on the computer and they find out that this has been happening for a very long time anyway she is bound and determined to stop it in his tracks well she she's unsuccessful <laughs> Yeah. Bruh, that was the most chaotic Catherine synopsis I've ever heard. I think I did so good on the synopsis. I don't think you have to do that much work on your synopsis. I really don't. Because usually really it's don't. just death, 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 death. But we did a way better job of this synopsis. Now, this time, you're welcome, boss. Okay. So thank you, Catherine, for that amazingly chaotic synopsis from your Welcome. little goldfish brain Welcome. for your little goldfish brain though you summed it up very well even though you didn't remember the character names but it's fine not important yeah, definitely not wait was the boyfriend's name joel or is that his real name joel is his name uh, was joel in the movie okay see i do remember something yeah you remember the hot guy in this movie we meet rose not julie rose I'm sorry. Might as well call her Julie. Who cares? But we have Rose and protagonist of our film. And she is played by Sosie Bacon. I hope I said her name right. I apologize. Bacon. Mm-hmm. Yum. And for some is reason... related to I Kevin Bacon? Can you hold on? <laughs> I'll shut the fuck up. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, we have Sosie Bacon. Yes. Which I... I noticed that her last name was Bacon, but I completely forgot that Kevin Bacon existed. So I did not put two and two together, but yes, it is Kevin Bacon's daughter. Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon again? Footloose? Okay, I know who he is. Main character? Yes, Friday yes, yes. 13th? Yes, 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 yes. Um, That's what I thought it was, but I sometimes can't put the face to the name of the people. I just know that Kevin Bacon was a person. I just couldn't remember who he was. But he is married to Kira Cedric. Sedgwick. Okay. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. But her first acting gig was at 10 years old in the movie Loverboy, which was directed by her father. Aww. Nepotism at its finest. So we have Rose. She is a psychiatrist at this, like, free clinic, basically. She basically just likes helping people. She is a workaholic. So she is technically sent home, but she gets a phone call. And if she would have just not taken this phone call, she would be alive. Mm -hmm. But she gets this phone call. They just brought in this patient who is experiencing some type of psychosis. And she's like kicking and screaming, whatever. And this is Laura. She is claiming to be seeing things and hearing things. She says that it's like something that's wearing people's faces like masks and it's like smiling at her but it's like a smile that's not friendly a menacing smile as she says it just gives you this gut feeling that something bad's gonna happen and it usually does mm -hmm. laura starts like flipping out because she's like i have a phd like i'm not crazy 
you're not listening to me like unhinged trying to have a calm and then all of a sudden she just starts freaking out she's on the ground screaming and then all of a sudden it's quiet and rose calls like for backup and she turns around and she's smiling at her and then she like Catherine says unalives herself in front of rose now rose is traumatized thoroughly and for about an hour we just see Rose constantly trying to figure out she just she just starts slowly becoming more unhinged and becoming mad because she keeps seeing things, especially smiling, like just random people, this like apparition or someone smiling. And it starts causing things to happen around her. <sighs> like r.i.p mustache so she has this cat and i felt bad because Catherine was like oh kitty like right as soon as she sees it and she's like oh kitty oh no i knew i knew something bad was gonna happen just the vibe of the whole movie right and she's just like how dare you do this to me and i was like i'm sorry and then i was like at least you don't see it die like you you don't see it get killed but yeah you do she does find it. it Yeah, you do see it deaded, but it's awfully CGI'd, so it looks fake. So you're fine. Yeah. But yeah. So Rose has some like troubling background with her mom. Her mom is dead in the movie, but she was a drug addict. And Rose basically got like the blunt end of all the, the drug stuff. And that's why she went into the field she wanted to go in because to help people like her mom, supposedly. She also has a sister named Holly who has a son named Jackson. And Holly's like the complete opposite of Rose. She's like, she tries to just put the past behind her, be that good old housewife mom, whatever. Puts her kid in fucking everything that she can. Has the perfect life, right? And then Rose, she's diving herself into work trying to keep busy because, and she doesn't like being alone. She hates it. She has a fiance in the movie named Trevor, and he is not completely supportive of her in the film, and it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> like nobody's really supportive of her in this film, yeah, at all, except Joel. So as she's slowly going into madness, she is like, okay, like she's putting her little detective cap on, and Joel, who's her ex-boyfriend, is this police guy detective so she's like i'm gonna manipulate this man and get what i want so (laughs) she remembers hearing that laura the patient that unalived herself in front of her there was a report about her prior to this incident that she witnessed her teacher unalive himself and she was the only witness so they find 20 cases of similar things happening where someone unalives himself in front of somebody and then that's that person that witnessed it does it a week later so she's like what the fuck is this even me and Catherine as a viewer it's not 100% said what it is and the director did say in an article that the unknown is more scary so he Mm kind of left it ambiguous yeah he didn't give it a name or anything but basically this thing just constantly shows up as someone she might know someone she might not know and just makes her go insane for like a week straight and you have you have such high hopes for her near the end Mm -hmm. she's like okay I'm going to go to a secluded house where no one else is around me. I'm going to barricade myself in there because if I'm alone, it doesn't have any, any way to pass to somebody else, which it's smart in theory, but this thing can make your mind think anything. So she gets to her mom's house. I skipped a lot. It's okay. Watch the movie. She gets to her mom's house. This is like the Mm -hmm. final climax of the movie she starts seeing delusions of her mother and she like faces her trauma with her mom. And 
it seems like it's fine and then all of a sudden the mom like turns into this tall thing and it's kind of creepy looking and then rose like fights back lights it on fire and she thinks it's over and she leaves and final girl bosses herself right out of there yeah final girl and she drives her happy ass to joel's apartment and it's just like she confesses to him he's always been the one for her and she's always been so guarded around everybody but he's the only one that's made her guard come down and it scared her so she pushed him away typical she's like is it okay if i just sleep here and can you stay with me and he's like of course and then it turns dark and he's like i'll be with you forever and then he starts smiling at her and we're like no no it's still a delusion and she's back at her mom's house all of a sudden she like runs out of joel's door and ends up running outside of her mom's house basically so now we're back at the mom's house and the real Joel pulls up because he tracked her phone. Creepy. And yeah. Creepy or romantic. <laughs> you decide. And she's like, no. So then she like runs back inside and barricades herself in. And the big tall nightmare mom is what they called it. Mm-hmm. Is in the in the house still. And is just like, <laughs> like laughing, you know. Mm-hmm. And at this point, like her brain, I guess the way that it was described was like her brain and trauma. It just wore her down to where she just couldn't fight anymore. And the being ends up shedding its skin, like opening its mouth weird. And it's ugh. and it becomes the monstrosity because that's what it's called. Yeah. And it basically goes inside her body and makes her not Rose anymore. And Joel breaks in finally and watches Rose unalive herself with fire in front of his eyes. And that is how it ends. Very sad. Very sad. <laughs> I would highly suggest if you're not in the right mental state, don't watch this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't. don't. No. Save yourself. Go yeah. watch something else. A little lighter, like, I don't know, Terrifier or something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, no, honestly, don't... yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, Terrifier is lighter mentally on you. I mean, it's a little gory. A little. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, so it's gory, but it's definitely not much as, as much of a mental toll on you. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Like, that was honestly, when I was reading the reviews, that was literally the only, or one of the main one-star reviews was there mm-hmm. wasn't a trigger warning there's a lot of, you know, talk about unaliving and there's mm-hmm. a lot of scenes of unaliving and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I guess in, in my brain, it didn't come off that way because it's not them doing it. So I'm mm-hmm. just thinking like, it's the antagonist of the movie, like controlling them to do it. But yeah, it, it can be very triggering for a lot of people. There's a lot of talk about mental health. And simply the fact that the main character basically watched her mom actually basically kill herself with drugs when she was 10. And then like it's full circle and this weird whole monstrosity finds her. Mm. It's really also a tale of trauma and how trauma can not only affect you, but the people around you. And you can pass trauma on with just simply being a part of people's lives so when you don't deal with your trauma like that kind of stuff can move into other people's lives you can be you can cause trauma to other people and that's what this horror is about is like not only do you there's this monstrosity of the monster but there's also this like overlining issue of like how trauma affects other people because obviously you're traumatizing whoever watches you kill themselves right and so mm-hmm. i don't know that's what i kind of got from it when i was watching it yeah that's that's about what the director had said that i mean that's why i also think like this movie ha- it has layers and it's also mm-hmm. a good film in that way as well because it's not sugarcoating mental health at all like mm-hmm. that's how it is for a lot of people and like not everybody gets the happy sunshine and rainbows ending 
And, and I mean, I I do like movies that end that way sometimes because then it's not predictable. Like mm-hmm. the the ending with Joel, like the what we first think is the ending. I was like, oh, that seems too easy. So I was like, yeah. eh. like I wasn't satisfied with it at first, and then I realized it wasn't over yet, and then I was like, oh shit, because in the beginning, like of the movie, it's the entity monstrosity thing it it shows up as just someone just standing still smiling at her like it's not moving yet yeah but then it slowly does become it like turns into her sister or it turns into her dead mother or it and then the last one where it turns into joel like he wasn't smiling yet and it was very convincing and i was like bro Mm it's crazy oh it turns into her therapist like yeah and chases her literally around her house scary yeah and the so the other thing was is that we only saw this with like the main character and joel rose and joel like their ultimately their downfall was was the like her guilt for her mom that was her downfall of the trauma that this monster held on to and joel's downfall was the fact that he wouldn't let go of his ex-girlfriend and that's what the monster kind of latched onto there too mm-hmm. like we don't know what happens to joel the i mean we we kind of know what's going to happen within a week of joel <laughs> experiencing what he just experienced unfortunately it looks like the cycle will just continue and never mm-hmm. stop. Yes. And the only way that they know of in the movie to stop it mm-hmm. is if the person that is cursed, per se, kills someone violently in front of someone else. And then that person who witnessed it will get it. And they, they do talk to the man that did it, but obviously the uh, the downside is you will be in uh prison for the rest of your life (laughs) right but yeah so it's definitely a heavy movie so just don't watch it if you're not in the headspace for it Mm -hmm. i would definitely like watch with friends too oh yeah like watching this by yourself i feel like is really heavy I feel like it was also, uh, that was also uh, easier for me, was that I was watching it with you who had already seen it two times or three times, right? And I was able to kind of just go to where my brain goes naturally and make jokes during the movie because I was with my friend. But if I had watched it by myself, it might not have been the same scenario, you know? I was definitely able to be in that headspace of like, I talk through movies and that's my one of my red flags <laughs> but uh, i uh, i love to make jokes when i'm seeing something that's maybe a little too heavy for me so yeah i know that's it, our go-to. That, yeah that so this movie actually it really does freak me out so i watched it twice in theaters and then i watched it recently with my boyfriend again and my brain like all the like smaller jump scares that actually scared me i completely forgot about mm-hmm. so like as i was watching with him for that third time i kept jumping and i was getting like re-scared and i was like fuck why did i want to watch this again and he's all <laughs> like i don't know and he's like why did you want to watch this again and we watched it again for the podcast but watching it with you you would like make jokes and stuff so like you would pull me out of right the movie and i'd be like ah that's funny the part with the sister when they're like fighting or whatever and the big infamous scene it's in the trailer if you just watch the trailer you'll see it but right after she has an arc rose has an argument with her sister she gets in her car and then holly quotations comes walking out of the house and you can from the view the camera is like on the passenger side of the car so you can see like the side view of rose and then you can see like holly walking up to the car holly was out of focus for sure as the sisters walking up, Catherine's like, they always got something else to fucking say. <laughs> like in the art, and she's like walking up. Yeah. 
Well, it's like they always, got, they always got to have the last word. They always have something fucking else to say. I go, unless it's not Holly. And then they're like, eh, you know. Yeah. And then the infamous scene, it's quotations. Holly knocks on the window. And then right as Rose looks, the head, like, just, like, like turns upside down. Like, it's, like, falls and, like, turns upside down. And it's smiling. And I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah, now that we like did a little synopsis of the movie, which uh, we yeah, the longest synopsis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know the longest synopsis. All right, let's get into the more like I guess fun, interesting fun things. facts with Haley. Like I said earlier, we had Sosie Bacon who played Rose, the child of Kevin Bacon and Kara Cedric, and then we have Kyle Gallner who plays Joel. My boy and. And I just, I said 2000s horror boy because that's what he is to me, per se. Because he's in all of these like early 2000 movies that I grew up on and that I like hold near and dear to my heart on some of them. Mm-hmm. But he was in Rough Start Off, but he was in the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oops. He was, <laughs> I know, oops. He was in Jennifer's Body. He was recently in Scream 5 and Haunting in Connecticut. Those are like the main ones that I saw. How tall is he? You said you wrote it down. Yeah. He, I can make how an exception, maybe 5'8". Ooh, you're close. He's 5'9". And then we have Caitlin Stacy, who plays Laura. Okay. She Short also, but iconic part. She's an oh. Australian actress. So she mainly... Was in like Australian things, but she was in a movie that I have seen. It is not very well known, mm. so I might do this for the podcast because I I know I know. I don't even know how I like came across it. I think I just bought the movie. I actually like that movie, but mm-hmm. it's it's like a zombie movie, mm-hmm. and uh, she plays the main girl Maddie in that movie. Oh, okay. But she also plays Laura, her character, in the short. So I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, they brought her back. And then we have Jesse T. Usher Jr., who plays Trevor. Okay. The uh, Rose's fiance. Mm-hmm. I just wrote this down because I thought it was crazy, but this man graduated high school at 15. Good so job, smart. Jesse. His first acting gig was an Oscar Mayer Wiener commercial. Aww. But anyway, he he hasn't been in much. I think more recently, he's he's in the show The Boys, the the spoof show about like superheroes. He's in that he's in that show, and he was in a lot of Disney Channel shows. Oh. He played like a main character in Level Up, I think is what it's called. I never heard of that one, mm-hmm. but apparently he was in Hannah. Mon- he was in an episode of Hannah Montana, but I was trying to find who he played, but all it said was guy. So I was like, was that his name or was that he was just some guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we have Rose's boss in the movie. Dr. Desse, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he is played by Cal Penn, which, if y'all don't know, that is Mr. Kumar, baby, <laughs> of Harold and Kumar's adventure, many stoner adventures. So he also it, was, he was also the main character, one of the main characters in The Big Sad. Yeah, The Big Sad. And he was also a part of, like, what, the White House team or something for Obama? Oh, that was interesting. You could see like where he turned around because I I haven't seen him do many comedies anymore. Like, right? He basically did the Harold and Kumar movies, which are like you know stoner buddy movies, comedy, and then he started doing like more serious stuff. Right. But, and then we have Nightmare Mom, as I said earlier. Nightmare Mom was shockingly played by a guy. But his name is Kevin Kepi. Okay. And he is 6'5". Okay. 
when he when he came oh. up i was i literally said matthew is that you because he looks yeah. strangely just like mother from barbarian except for a little more well kept yeah so i i basically when i looked him up i was like oh so basically doug jones matthew <laughs> like and him the- those are the yeah. tall lanky boys that mm-hmm. <laughs> have jobs in hollywood one of the things that I've seen personally, he was in the show Cabinet of Curiosities, oh. that Netflix show mm-hmm. by Guillermo by Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one he was in like a couple episodes of that. The only episode that I remember, mm-hmm. based off of what they described, he was he was in the episode Graveyard Rats, and that episode freaked me out, and then. We have the monstrosity. So Mm -hmm. when the monstrosity is when like it reveals all of its mouths and eyes and faces or whatever, that is played by Marty Matillus. Oh, it's played by someone else. Yeah. Okay. Which which I thought was interesting. Yeah. But he played. He also is like he mainly does like prosthetics creatures. He played Piggy Man in American Horror Story. Oh. And he played... I didn't get a name, but it's some, like, monster-looking character in The Mandalorian. That's about all I, like, deep-dived on the cast about. But So, the last thing I got is some, like, fun facts before we get to the ratings. Unfortunately this movie it did get criticized a little bit but it said that it gave off very similar vibes to the ring and it follows which i even said that before like when just mm-hmm. watching it i was like no this really feels like it follows <laughs> yeah it did feel like it follows just without the, all the sex <laughs> the movie it wasn't originally going to be called smile it was going to be called Something's Wrong with Rose. But the Something's Wrong with Rose, like it it sounds kind of like a short. So I don't, well, I'm, I'm glad they changed it. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was interesting. I kind of want to rewatch it just to see. But apparently an hour and 21 minutes into the film, you can see like on Rose's phone, the text icon or like the contact photo of her fiance trevor i guess the photo it shows him smiling but like earlier in the film he's not like the picture is not okay and i was like oh interesting so i'm just like there's so many like small little things in there like i always always wonder if there are like easter eggs like that in films like that that's why i try to watch like so intently yeah, which I do sometimes, but not really on the first go. <laughs> but like example, Rose, after the incident with her patient, she's getting coffee and her mug is like just this plain white mug and it's got like a, a smiley face on it. And Catherine was just like, I don't like that. She, her mug has a smile on it, has a smiley face on it. And I was like, what? I never noticed it. So... Just like little stuff like that. Yeah. And then this little fun fact that Catherine kind of already called because I said, aw. Um, <laughs> so Mustache, the kitty cat, his name is Star. He was the star of the movie for sure. Yes. And I mean, we didn't we didn't name ourselves anything else other than Mustache. He's obviously made a big impression on us. <laughs> the only character you remember. The scene where Rose comes home and we see mustache for the first time mm-hmm. that was the first scene they filmed for the movie oh i was like oh that's so cute funny funny little side story though when i went to go see this movie with my coworkers, and one of my coworkers, when the cat came on the screen she was like if the cat smiles i'm out that's worse so i was like can you just imagine like the cat's just like grinning at you and then, even though I didn't entirely think that they were or weren't, the smiles all throughout the movie, they're all real. They're not altered in any way, shape, or form. 
And then I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't think it needs one, but there is a sequel in development because of course there is. Okay. So I was thinking while I was doing the dishes today, I was thinking, what if they did a sequel to this movie, but it follows Jackson instead of Joel, it follows something, something happened because here's the thing. So the reason why Jackson, her nephew is traumatized is that when she gives him the birthday present, which she remembers it being a train, which is a model train and he opens the package and it's mustache. Yeah, it's the dead okay. cat. So that really threw off the whole party. The whole party kind of went downhill after that. Anyway, so the argument between her and her sister included the fact that Jackson is thoroughly traumatized now by this whole party incident that, had, that happened with mustache. And when she went to her car, you saw Jackson up in the window looking down at her getting into her car. And she, it's like, it was like this weird, the, the reason why I thought it would follow Jackson was because it felt like an unfinished storyline or like, you know, like the, like, like a, an open. Yes. It, yeah. Like an open. It just like, it never got tied up the whole Jackson thing. And it would be very easy for them to go on with just Joel and move along. But we know it would happen. We know it's going to happen. But the sequel following Jackson after all of that, somehow the monstrosity finds its way back to Jackson, something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just felt like it felt like something that was not completed in the movie to potentially be more interesting. That's what I was expecting. Yep. Cool. I guess we should get in touch with Parker. I don't think he's taking any requests, so I'm not going to (laughs) bother. Anyway, that's my two cents about a sequel. I agree. I think that would probably make it a little more interesting because Joel's is a broken record. Like, we've seen it. I mean, Joel's is um, going to happen just like Rose's is probably. And then that's, that's all the little fun facts I got, but... Let's jump into ratings and wrap this baby up. Yeah. So, Catherine, overall, how, what would you rate it out of 10? And did you like it? Uh, Out of 10, I would rate this movie a, an Mm 8.2. And out, I did like this movie. Good. Good. I'm glad. Did it live up to the hype that I was like hyping it up? yes yeah i felt like okay so here's the thing i i felt like it was overhyped before you talked to me about it because of the fact that like it was like such a big marketing thing and i was like this is gonna be so dumb but the marketing really creeped me out already and then you told you you told me about it and i was like okay maybe this would be a good one to watch and then i just never watched it myself because I said, I told Haley I would watch it with her, but it just never happened until the episodes. It was like giving me scary clowns when it came out, you know? I was just going to say that. I was just yeah. going to say that. The clown marketing. Because, I mean, I even saw TikToks of, like, just random people in crowds smiling like that. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I saw so many things that were promotions of this movie in just, like, the most random places. I would definitely rate it probably the same. It, it's definitely up there. It pro- I would probably say like an eight, eight point five, or just an eight. Uh, I was thinking eight, but I wanted to be on top of the Tomato Boys, even though I don't know what they did. Do you want to be with the Tomato Boys? Like, you want to be like within the same area? Yeah, I mean, or what's your usually, what's your usually game? usually our rating is. We want to be around the same that the Tomato Boys rated it. And with the IMDb rating that I saw on Amazon, I think that it might be something closer to a 60-something percent. But I I, I don't know. Well, I will tell you the ratings that I have. So from in MDIB, we got 6.5. Okay. That was more than that was more than was said on Amazon. That's good. I know. 
It's pretty. This must um, have got mixed reviews, didn't it? <laughs> and then the Tomato Boys, Catherine, 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 seventy nine percent, baby. Yo, we are so close. See, here's the thing. I was gonna say just eight, but I was like, I know it's gonna be like eight. It's never eighty percent. You know, it's never seventy percent. So it was like, I'll just give it a little bit more. You made him proud, Catherine. You made him proud. You know what? One day I really want the Tomato Boys to be on the podcast. I know that they're really a figment of my imagination. I know that like there are no Tomato Boys. One day the Tomato Boys, they should be on the podcast. That'd be fun. Bro, we should make merch. Okay. Well, thank you, Haley, for bringing a smile. You're welcome. That was probably one of the like more popular movies that we've done more i i'm not saying popular mainstream mainstream movies that we've done mainstream yes, yes, yes current and mainstream you're welcome i'm glad i could make you smile spooky babes thanks for joining us on this weird <laughs> funny smiling journey hopefully this one's not too bad for you guys and if you like if you liked it cool if you didn't i'm sorry <laughs> but I hope you guys have a good day, a good week, a good month, a good year, a good lifetime. We'll start with a day. I know that's a lot, but we'll start with a day. Have a good day. And uh, yeah, back to you, Catherine, the inspirational one. Uh, Before I start my inspiration, I have some requests. If you liked our podcast today, I would really enjoy to hear your feedback and you could give us a rating of five stars on anywhere you listen to podcasts and that would be super cool and we would very much appreciate that and back to inspiration because shameless self-promotion is not my my jam (laughs) we appreciate you we hope that this movie slash topic was not too heavy for you (laughs) and have a, a fun little sweet treat on us we said you could so if anyone told you you couldn't, tell them that Haley and Catherine said that I could. And we appreciate you. You guys are awesome and you matter. You matter to us. And if you ever feel like you are lost or you don't know where you belong, you belong here with us and you are a spooky babe for eternity. <laughs> You're stuck with us. And so forever. forever. <laughs> anyway. We really appreciate you and you guys are awesome and the world is a better place with you in it and we will see you in your nightmares. Just picture us smiling at you. Just That's all we would be doing right now. <laughs> <laughs>